0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? And in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. So, as I mentioned, this is a very special place. Now we attended faith, I'll admit that. It's closer to Wheatland, but this is still that special place. Being the geography being the history nut, being whatever the case it was, it was something special to come here and find the old things in amongst wherever it was. To find the charter and find the members, find it all written in Norwegian, look at some of the old pictures, and really understand what it meant to have a church in the middle of nowhere. To have a church where people would have to come via horseback, or wherever the case it was, and really find find themselves, find that sense of community. To think back 150 years ago and how little English was spoken, if at all, in the pews here. Especially powerful today on Pentecost when we think of all the different languages that we hear. All the different languages that are given through the disciples that make it accessible to each and every one of those people gathered for this holy feast day called Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover in Jerusalem. They hear that same language. 150 years ago, the people gathered here would have, heard, would have heard Norwegian. We hear English. I doubt anyone can really speak more than a few words of Norwegian now. But yet the spirit of our, fore, of our forefathers still resides here in these, in, this, in these walls. Here at the altar from that piece, when I would think about, oh, that's really a neat piece. Without understanding any theological concepts, to think that this has been here since 1880, whatever the case may be. And to think of that connection, even though my family is not from this area, to think of that connection, that we are connected because we have found our way here to these pews. But it's not us that find our way here. It's the Holy Spirit that calls and gathers us. God is truly present here. God is present in that water. God is present with the music and the piano and the organ. The Holy Spirit is what gathers us together. Part of my seminary studies, so I will go back and say that I am in my second year of seminary studies at Warburg Theological Seminary in Dubuque, I'm doing my chaplaincy right now. But one of the things that we've focused on is the role of the Holy Spirit. It's one of those that we kind of, I don't want to speak for everyone, but it's one that we are familiar talking about Jesus. We're familiar talking about God. Jesus, that very specific giving his life for us. For all of us. Not just those who believe, not just those who are here in the pews, but for all of creation. That creation that God gave. Then you have this Holy Spirit that we talk about on Pentecost with the real, the real presence of the divine wind, or the Holy Spirit in the presence of those waters of baptism coming down and claiming Jesus as God's own Son. But it's powerful to read back on what Martin Luther really had to say about the power of the Holy Spirit. For Luther himself would write so much about the Holy Spirit, but in it he said probably best, That it is the Holy Spirit that writes love in our hearts. We talk about in the Gospel lesson about keeping the commandments. As Jesus would often say, it's not the Ten Commandments. It's really one commandment. It's to love one another. As Jesus and as God have loved us. So what is that commandment? It is to love so the commandment given to us, as we hear from the Gospel story today, the commandment given to us is to love one another. But we love because God first loved us. And it's not the love that we pray out as our work. It is the Holy Spirit that has written on our own heart, love. Those four, those four letters, love. And that's how we live out our life. That is that, is that real call that we celebrate here today. No matter how it is expressed, that love is poured forth to other people. What I like thinking of this story of Pentecost, I love languages. I speak German, went to Norwegian language camp as a kid, learned Greek, have enjoyed that. I'm gonna be taking Hebrew in seminary this coming semester, but I love languages. So this is one of my favorite stories of the fact that the disciples, in my mind, have this superpower, have the greatest superpower of all. They can talk with anyone. Because they can talk with people in their own language. They can talk with people, uh, the Cretans, they can talk with the Mesopotamians, they can talk Egyptian, Ethiopian, whatever the case may be. Now the power has gone out that we can spread this church to all the great nations of the world. Not just in Hebrew or Aramaic, but in all the languages. The languages that bring us together as a group. The languages that brought the Norwegian immigrants here in this area together to this church. Those that brought the German immigrants in Guttenberg or in Davenport or wherever the case may be, that brought them all together to hear that word of love. In whatever language it may be, it is the word of love. But, as we said, we talk, we speak English. We speak that common language today. We hear all of this. But I ask you to think a little bit more differently and make this more of a real story. So we hear of everyone talking of, I can hear my own language. And the nice thing is that God speaks to us in many languages, in whatever we need to hear. Are you doubting what you are doing right now? Are you doubting a career path or are you doubting what you want to be? God speaks to you in a word of hope. Are you joyful that you have a summer break from school and can relax and sleep in? Well then God speaks to you in a word of joyfulness and praise. That you are able to be able to do that. That you're able to play that baseball, be able to play baseball or softball, or go out and Go for a hike. God speaks to you in that word of thankfulness, of joy, of creation, of community. Are you struggling at, the, at a severe health diagnosis? Are you praying for someone who isn't doing so well? Maybe at the end of their life? Maybe struggling with a new diagnosis with a change in your life? Well, then the language that God speaks to you through this passage is a language of comfort of promise that God is there for you God is there for that loved one those are the languages that we need to hear and those are the languages that we hear God speak today through the disciples, through the Holy Spirit as we find in our heart what that is if we need hope God is there for hope it's not a hope that we are used to in this world but it is that hope that God has given God's own Son for us so radically, so challenging to this world that we understand that there is no love, even in all the sorrow and all the pain, no love greater than God's love. And God has given that love to us in our hearts for us to live out. We don't need to see signs. We want to see signs. I know that we want to see signs. We want to see this powerful majesty. We want to see the, right, the wrongs being made right. We want to see people get their what's coming to them. But we listen. The Holy Spirit flows in us. We listen to that Spirit. We listen. We look inward at our heart where we can. We find those four, wo- four letters written on our heart. Love. The love I have felt just in the little bit of time here. The love I have felt in reflection about what this place, what these people have meant to me 30 years later, through all the ups and downs. I know that love is here. Love will be here. Even when this building no longer ceases to exist. Even if our Savior's as a congregation is no longer there. The love that God has given in the Holy Spirit is there and will forever be there. Amen.